This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, May 18th. All right, so no Corey today. We'll let him go back over to the Superstation and take care of things over there. But this morning, we still have some stuff to talk about, including some high school baseball on the airwaves this afternoon. It is going to be the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines hosting the Staples Motley Cardinals in a baseball affair from the WDC baseball field. It's going to be over on the Superstation this afternoon, and again, going to be a good baseball matchup between these two Highway 10 schools. Bit of a Highway 10 rivalry, as we always like to say. Of course, we had the Staples-Motley and Wadena-Deer Creek softball game on the air Tuesday afternoon. That game took place in Staples, so we thought, hey, let's keep it up with the Wadena-Deer Creek and Staples-Motley theme this week, and you get to highlight those two programs this afternoon. Should be a good one, of course, you know, knocking profusely on wood here that it's weather pending. Um, but if the game goes on, should expect a good one uh, from Wadena. So that's uh, pretty much the high school uh, uh, roundup here for our broadcast schedule this afternoon. As we look over into the pro ranks, uh, things weren't exactly uh, super great for the Minnesota Twins yesterday. And now Altman, a lefty, sends one to center field, deep, going back is Taylor on the track at the wall, jumps up, it's gone, grand slam, and the Dodgers lead 7-3. Okay, so there's a couple different things in this Twins game yesterday that really bothered me. First off, the Twins had an opportunity in the sixth inning, top of the sixth, they got the bases loaded with nobody out, and, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, Bases loaded, nobody out. The Twins with a with three runners on, nobody on base, or three runners on, and nowhere to put them. They have a perfect opportunity to score. Twins, bases loaded, nobody out, and the other team has them right where they want them because the Twins proceeded to go pop out for an infield fly and then strike out and then a fly out to left field. That, that's what they do with the bases loaded. The Twins have a batting average of 130 with the bases loaded. And it's even worse with the bases loaded and nobody out, nobody out, mind you. It is downright awful when the Twins have the bases loaded. And especially with nobody out. It's it's like there's not even a uh there's not even an actual reason for it. It's just random. And I don't know if it's the, you know, the the peeing down your leg kind of like, oh, it's a big moment. I'm getting nervous. I don't know how much of it is that and how much of just really bad luck, but it, it's probably a combination of the two is maybe the best way to word it. But either way, it's uh, not not great. The Twins end up losing 7-3 to to the Dodgers because, again, the Twins didn't score in that inning, so it was the game was tied up at two. And then they go into the next inning. The Twins get a run off of a couple walks and an error. So they had runners on the corners, and they still only got one run, and that was because of an error. The Twins hitting with runners in scoring position, just like the Twins' offense, and there is a correlation with that, um, is it's up and down. This Twins' offense one day could be lighting the world on fire, and the other day they can barely get a run across. And that's been kind of the deal with the Minnesota Twins lineup. It's very boom or bust. And I've mentioned that all the way back into March, even before the season began, that you know when this Twins lineup is clicking, it's really, really good, but they haven't really shown the ability to have consistent production 
from the lineup. But when that doesn't happen, then you see uh, games like yesterday where they're blowing opportunities left and right. That is a game the Minnesota Twins should have won, and they weren't able to do it. They should have won that game because they had multiple opportunities to score with runners on base and couldn't get it done. The other reason was the Dodgers starter, Dustin May, left the game in the first inning due to uh, elbow soreness or basically left with an arm injury, which means that the Dodgers are having to piece this game together through the bullpen. And the team already played 12 innings on Monday night, and they chased Kershaw early, the Twins did, on Tuesday night. So it's a perfect opportunity to take the series because the Dodgers just are running out of pitchers. And the Twins found a way to lose that game. Uh, Also, and this is the third reason why I'm really upset about this game, you just heard that highlight a couple moments ago from Corey Provis, the voice of the Twins, and... Emilio Pagan came in the game, and again, you probably couldn't use Griffin Jacks or Jorge Lopez or Duran. Like you're not, your big arms are unavailable for this current moment. You're trying to save Duran for the ninth inning. You're trying to save a couple of the other pitchers for later. You're probably not going to throw Jacks. You're probably not going to throw Lopez in this game. So you kind of have to throw out Emilio Pagan, but. That's not, you know, you can make the case of why did Rocco bring in Emilio Pagan, who proceeded to give up a walk with the bases loaded to tie the game at three, and then the next batter was the grand slam that you just heard. So, I don't know how much I blame Rocco for putting Pagan in the game. He's got to use all of his pitchers when he has to. Their backs are up against the wall because of that 12-inning game on Monday night, but it's really more of an indictment on the Twins front office of why the heck is Emilio Pagan even on this roster? I said that last year, and they didn't cut him, and that's fine. But then in the offseason, they decided to bring him back for $3 million. That guy, who's losing games to the Twins left and right, is getting paid $3 million. And I know that there are some people who say Emilio Pagan actually has been terrible this season. And I'll give you that point. He hasn't been as big of a train wreck as he was last year. But keep in mind, Emilio Pagan, didn't the wheels didn't start to fall off until about this time of the year last year. And secondly, if you look at a stat that's really helpful, it's called win probability added. And basically, it's a way to track the clutchness of a player. You know, if a player hits a three-run home run, well, he just add, he increased the probability of a team to win the ball game because he put them up by three runs. And the same thing goes for pitchers. If you give up a three-run home run or if you give up a grand slam, your win probability added. I mean, the win probability for the Twins went down tremendously after giving up a grand slam in the bottom of the seventh inning. And so Emilio Pagan, in terms of win probability added, he has put the Twins in position to lose more often than not. He has the worst win probability added on the entire Twins team. So he, whenever he comes into the game and then he leaves the game, the Twins are in a worse position more often than not. And that's pretty much what that stat means. And the fact that the Twins sold themselves on Emilio Pagan again is just incredibly frustrating. But I digress. The team won one out of three from the best team in the National League. I mean, it's not ideal. I'll take it. They definitely, you could have made the argument that they should have won on Monday night, and then you should have definitely made the argument, as I just did, that they should have won yesterday. So is it the end of the world? No. The Twins are still up by three and a half games in the AL Central. The Tigers are three and a half games back of the Twins in second place. That should tell you where the American League Central is at. Cleveland is four games back. And by the way, no team in the AL Central other than the Twins has a winning record. So 
you know, the sky shouldn't be falling necessarily after a series loss to the Dodgers, but still in the grand scheme of things, not ideal. But also in the grand scheme of things, uh, the Twins this season have a 7-6 and record against the New York Yankees, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Houston Astros, three of the best teams in baseball with a a positive run differential last year against those three teams. They only won two games and they had a run differential of negative 58. So I think it at least shows that this team is better than last year's team. Now it didn't take a lot, but I think things are going to be okay is my general kind of feeling. Even after a disappointing series, the twins do not leave LA by the way, they play a three game series with the angels over the weekend Good to see Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and some of the good hitters there, and our old friend Gio Urshela. Uh, don't know if he's, if he's doing well this year for the Angels. Don't know if he's on the IL, but we'll see. We'll see over the weekend. So that's that. One last thing I want to mention, and then we'll wrap up the morning sports desk for a Thursday, is the Northwoods League is the uh, semi-pro, it's an am- well, it's technically an amateur league, and it features college baseball players from across the country. You know, the Duluth Huskies, the Wilmer Stingers, the St. Cloud Rocks, you know, those kind of teams. Uh, they are semi-pro leagues, it's wood bat, it's basically for college kids that are thinking of playing professional baseball someday, and it's to kind of get them ready for that. And it's a really cool league, it's really fun. But also, now the Northwoods League just announced a couple days ago that they're going to now develop a softball league in the same vein. So they're going to develop a softball league for collegiate softball players across the country who want to come play in a league and get national exposure. And now the sport of softball obviously has been around for a while, but it's in over. I've been reading some things over the last couple days that say that the sport has been increasing in popularity, kind of on a national perspective, and kind of the movement to try and get like a professional softball league or a more legitimate professional softball league has kind of been growing over the last couple of years. Not that anything is imminently close, but the fact that the Northwoods League is setting up a softball division is a pretty cool sign to see. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, May 18th.